This is a podcast to document the strange times we are living in, to give musicians an opportunity to share their experiences during social distancing and self-isolation measures, self-hosted snapshots of this unique time. Welcome to Social Distancing Diaries. Hello, it's Joseph Salvat. I'm an Australian singer-songwriter, currently back in Australia, but normally I live in London. And I came back a few weeks ago for some family stuff and a little bit of promo and a little bit of sunshine. And um, now I'm stuck here and I'm on some, like, embassy waiting list for flights because... All the transit airports around the world that you need it's two flights to get here, usually, always, um, unless you live in Perth, in which case you can do it in one flight. But Singapore, they're not transiting. Dubai, they're not transiting flights. So Bangkok, they're not transla- transiting flights. So everything's kind of shut down. There are no flights. Lots of people stuck here. Um, and it's like okay, actually, to be stuck here because we're not in the intense isolation that the UK is now in and that Europe has been in. People are still getting around. I'm currently in Sydney. I have been out for the last two weeks at my parents' home, which is in the middle of nowhere in rural New South Wales. Very beautiful. Um, but I had to come back to Sydney because there's no internet um, out there. There is internet, but it's like very lukewarm 3G. So I couldn't get anything done. And so I came to Sydney and... I am actually in a hotel. I can see my old school, which is pretty bizarre um, to be in a hotel in my own city. But, you know, I don't live here anymore. And um, I can also see a park. Um, And in the park, people are doing yoga. There is an organized yoga class. There are some people over here meditating. There are lots of people wandering around. Like, it is busier what day are we today? It's, I guess it's a Saturday. It's busier, though, I feel, in this particular park than I've ever seen it before. Because everybody's treating this like a holiday here. Um, we're a bit lagging behind. And I'm not sure. Like, we shut our borders a while ago. I'm not sure if that's going to be... Um, I don't know if that's going to lead to implications. It's like everybody getting it or whatever. I don't know. But um, anyway, it's pretty peculiar. Pretty peculiar. But it's an incredibly gorgeous day. Um... And um, I am just spending my morning catching up, doing internet things. Because, like, I can't even watch a live stream, let alone do a live stream out where my, where my mum and dad are. Funny thing about Australia, we're a very small country population-wise. Like, we're like 25 million. Well, we're not that small, but it's on the small side, particularly considering how big we are. And we are pretty well off, you know. We've had, like, a constant economic boom since ni- like 1987. It's like 29 years or something like that. 30 years of constant growth. Well, 1987 was when the last crash was. So you'd think we'd have a pretty good internet system, like all around the country, to serve everybody. But we don't. Our network is peaking because everybody's online. Um, many places in rural Australia don't actually have the internet. Um, and you just sort of get by. But then in a time like this, it's like I can't do my job at my mum and dad's. I just can't do it. Um, I can't have FaceTime interviews. I can't go on Skype. I can't sing into the camera in real time. I mean, I could have made some videos and done so. I've been a bit, bit lazy, to be honest. Um, there's something about going back to your parents 
I don't know if you find this, but you go home and for the first four days you're like, I'm on this, I'm like, I'm going, I'm an adult. Like, you guys are adults, I'm an adult. We're all like in this equally together. And then after about four or five days, it's impossible. Like, it's, I just regress. It's impossible to keep the fight up um, of maintaining my my claim to autonomy and independence. And I sort of become a child again against my will. Um, and the old habit patterns reestablish themselves. And it's a bit of a nightmare, to be honest. I love my parents so much. Bless them. But um, this little moment of distance is a very good thing. Um, and it's not even like, you know, the one thing we do have here in this country is space. So it's not even like we're living on top of each other. Um, but, yeah, it can get it can get trying. So I'm really feeling for anybody else that's in that situation in Europe. I'm also feeling like a lot of my friends um, are actually having to self-isolate alone. Um, and that, I think, I spoke to a friend last night who said that yesterday he just felt like he was completely high and he thinks it's because of the isolation. And he just like had a four hour bath and didn't know where he was. He was on cloud nine. So I don't know, funny things happening, creative time, potentially. Lonely time for sure for some. Um, and I think that's what, that's what I'm worried about for people. So I'm thinking about for friends. Um, anyway, it's morning. I'm gonna go and do some internet things and I'll check back in with you either later on today or tomorrow. Um, bye. Hey, hey, so I've been in Sydney now for a couple of days in this hotel room, which was divine for about the first 48 hours and now is grinding my gears because uh, there's no outdoor space and it's quite small and I just, just feel claustrophobic. But I can still go out and go for walks, as I mentioned. It's not really a proper lockdown here. Um, so I have a little routine. There's this, I've been going to this woman down the road. She's got um, she's just an amazing cook. Um, so all the restaurants are still open. They've just opened their front windows and they um, serve takeaway food out, out the front, which is, which is quite lovely. Um, and so she sort of cooks... She cooks, the menu changes every day, it's seasonal, all that bougie bullshit, but it's, it's just such good food. And um, her idea, her like mission statement is to serve all the single people in the community, in the neighbourhood here, um, which is like, it's quite, it's a denser part of Sydney and um, there are a lot of people living alone. Um, and a lot of them are sort of maybe post 50 60 been living here for years um maybe that they, they, they can't be bothered to cook for themselves and when they do it's not very good food that they like, i don't know so she cooks these ready-made meals that you can just take away and heat up but they are delicious and complex and full so it's the it's a place called the bayswater Bra uh, it's not called the ba it's called the bayswater kitchen um Anyway, so love her. She's great. She's been my dinner every night. Um, and she, it's really affordable as well. So that's nice. And I have a place I go for coffee in the morning and I walk down to the harbour and, like, look at the water. So it's pretty, It's you know, it's been pretty good. But I came here with uh, very high hopes of getting lots of, as I was saying, internet things done. And um, they've been dashed a little bit. Like, I haven't really executed much, which seems to be getting to sense a theme particularly during this time, maybe in my life, generally, who knows. Um, <laughs> but um, 
I guess the limitations I'm facing now is I don't have a piano. So um, I also didn't bring any of my gear to Australia. I came to Australia with a carry-on suitcase with, like, nothing in it. Certainly nothing to record anything. Um, uh, so, because I didn't think I was going to be here for that long. But um, um, flights are still cancelled. Flight, well, flights are still sort of shut. Like, so they're working out new routes and stuff. But so, and also all the studios, like the, the places I could go to work, they've all been closed um, to, to avoid, obviously, transmission of coronavirus. Um, so I'm just sort of thinking like how useful it is for me to be here. So I guess I think I'll be here for another, I mean, it is useful in terms of being able to communicate, um, back to the UK, back to Europe. But beyond that, I can't really do anything except just have like a lovely time, um, on my own, which I quite enjoy. So we'll see how this situation progresses. I'll keep you abreast of events, okay? Speak to you soon. Hey there. Um, It's the end of the day here in Sydney. I've been here for now a week and a half. I'm probably going to go to the farm in the next few days because it hasn't been the most productive time here. I did do some work today. I spoke to some friends in Europe and um, I've got to say I'm kind of worried about people. It's very... I guess the quarantine over there is starting to bite and people are reaching the end of their tether. Um, and, you know, it's, I guess it's that point people get to when, that the hum, a human gets to when, when we grow, right? So you reach the, you reach that impossible point and you keep going and you find new depth and you find new capacities and you learn and you grow. That's the nice spin on it, but it just sucks. Like, I've got one friend who's living in a share house with people who he doesn't get on with. Nobody gets on with each other in that share house. He's in Barcelona. They're not even allowed out for exercise, and it's toxic, and it's it's depressing. Um, I have another friend in Paris who is quarantining alone. He has a dog. Um which his dog allows him two extra excuses to leave the house every day. But, I mean, he's in a tiny little apartment. He's been in it for a month on his own. Hasn't seen any of his friends, anything. I mean, here, it's just such a different reality. I mean, we're social distancing, but I went on a walk around Manly Dam with my friends the other day. We walked in pairs of two. We didn't, obviously, we didn't greet each other normally like there was no touching there was no hugs or anything like that but I guess that's what's what's the most challenging aspect of this of the response to this particular crisis and how we have to deal with it I mean even in a war sort of situation not that I've ever lived through one but you can you can seek solace in your community 
or in in other people you can you can hold people you can meet up with people you can hide with people you can have sex you can do all the things that you know i think we need as humans we need that intimacy we need social contact we need to to particularly when we're going through difficult times um psychologically community is always like a balm even when you don't want it to be people can force their way into your life and rescue you from your 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 head and dark thoughts and that's not and i think like so those are my friends i mean thankfully i don't have any friends that are quarantining at, that i know of who are quarantining with an abusive partner or who are stuck in houses with their family and their family doesn't let them be who they want to be or who they are you know i'm thinking about there's just there's got to be so many people who are losing their livelihoods i do have some friends who have lost their livelihoods or who are losing their livelihoods um who live hand to mouth cuz rents are through the roof and costs of living are through the roof and this is this is the whole thing is the way the world works is ridiculous i mean there's a lot of talk about like oh we can't wait for it to return to normal but like normal is normal was shit normal didn't work for a lot of people for the majority of people normal was like it wasn't nice we were all just like we're just keeping our heads above water anyway oh this is what i'm thinking about now um not the lightest stuff but um yeah probably yes yeah, probably going to go to the farm tomorrow and uh have to figure out a way to get back to the uk it's the next priority i've sort of given up trying to be productive it's like it's a it's a faulty tap there at the moment um i hope you're all okay hope you're taking care hope you're good all right speak to you soon back in london um the last time i checked in with you was april the 4th and it's now may the 6th so it's been a month uh the fact that i haven't recorded one of these in a month sort of tells you everything you need to know about what the month's been like uh i went back out to the farm uh sat in a puddle of anxiety with my mum and dad well they weren't anxious i was uh drinking wine too much wine good wine because some australian wine is very good you just have to go to australia to get it um and then got on we went to the airport and at the airport there were immigration officers standing outside in front of the sliding glass doors to go into departures and they weren't letting anybody in unless they showed a ticket so that was the that was a surprise and Dad had to stay in the car. Mom came to the doors. She started to get emotional and I haven't ever cried leaving my parents uh to go overseas. Even when I was 13 and I went to New Zealand on the, on band camp. I didn't cry then. I've always been excited about what was to come, but this time something snapped and just floods of tears started coming. And you know that kind of you can't catch your breath kind of crying like the <laughs> like that sort of stuff it was like that and um and i mean you know i was going like it's okay it's it's okay mom it's okay mom and then boom i just start going for it 
hysterical, dramatic crying. So they let me in the glass doors. Then there's this another line of immigration um, that you b- before you even check into your flight that um, that is checking everybody. Basically, Australian citizens aren't allowed to leave the country unless you have a residency somewhere else. So that if you're an Australian citizen, they're checking your passport to see how many days you spent there versus here. And um, whilst they did that, they put me on this like this little naughty bench. Um, and it really felt like, you know, like your first time getting in trouble at school or whatever. I'm sitting on the naughty bench with my little suitcase, sobbing, fits of tears, all these other passengers like going past me, and like side-eyeing me like, what's going on? Um, and, uh, and, yeah, it was mildly embarrassing as a fully grown adult. It was very, you know, it sent me back to my childhood. Anyway, checked in, got on the plane, social distancing, not a thing. Flight was weirdly normal. Um, and arrived in the UK. Uh, there's no fanfare at the airport here. They just go through on the plane. They're like, if you've got symptoms, like a cough and you can't breathe, you should probably quarantine for two weeks. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, no shit, Sherlock. Cool, thanks for that. So I have been quarantining for the last two weeks, even though I didn't have symptoms, and I have so far gotten through unscathed by the dreaded... Ooh, I was going to say the dreaded C. No, that's cancer. Corona. Um... And uh, COVID. And I've been back in the flat and all the limitations that I had in Australia, my, my piano, my, my setup, my microphones, all that sort of stuff. I've got it all back. There should be no reason why I'm not working. But yeah, I'm not working. Discipline is uh, hard to come by. And I see on social media, this is not, it's not everybody's experience. Some people are incredibly disciplined. Some people are running half marathons in their fucking lounge room. I don't know. Um, it's not me. <laughs> Whatever this secret sauce is, I'd love to know. Um, give it to me. It's been it's been absent. Some days have just disappeared entirely. Don't know where, where they went. Don't know what happened to them. Um, I'm getting out of bed every day. I'm not necessarily showering every day. I'm not necessarily getting fully dressed every day. I mean, there's a style of dress. It's like bed clothes slash like partial nudity slash, you know, whatever the temperature in my flat requires. Um, So, yeah, and there's been a lot of staring at my phone. There's been a lot of staring at the wall. I've watched, what series have I watched? I've watched Into the Night on Netflix. I've watched Elite on Netflix. I've watched that uh, Normal People on the BBC iPlayer. Um, I have watched emails come into my inbox that are things that I have to do that are already like a month overdue and I have um, nauseously ignored them. Um, I did have a day of inspiration last week and I wrote a few songs. They're actually not bad, not bad at all. And I was so high off that day. I was like, great, I'm just, this is, this is my new quarantine me. I'm going to get up. I'm going to spend my mornings responding to, you know, doing my paperwork, doing my admin, and then I'm going to spend the rest of my day creating, and then I'm going to, like, cook myself fucking roast chicken in the evening. I'm just going to be so good at this quarantine life. It was just one day, just one day. Um, and my album's coming out in a week. 
which part of me is insanely excited about. Like I have these moments of insane, insane excitement. And then the rest of the time I'm like, is this real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in quarantine. Anyway, I think this is probably the um, last um, quarantine diary that I'll do. Um, because I feel like you guys have I've been making you listen to my ramblings now for long enough. Um, I hope you're well. I hope you're taking care. Continue to do so. Um, stay positive. Keep going. Much love. Thank you for listening to Social Distancing Diaries. If you want to discuss your own experiences, join the conversation. You can reach us on socialdistancingdiaries at gmail.com at sddpod on Twitter, at Social Distancing Diaries Pod on Instagram, and on facebook.com forward slash social distancing diaries. Social Distancing Diaries is a Dark Shepherd production, voiceover by Gemma Moore. Theme music is This City by Treasure Season, edited by Jed Shepherd, concept by Tom Dark. Oh,